You never heard that? No. Because I'm going loco down in Acapulco. Never heard that? No, never. Oh my goodness, I'm the heathen. Okay. Hello and welcome back to the Crypto Standard Podcast, where we take the cryptic out of crypto. Okay, today me and Jim get into a debate about tax and cryptocurrency. Then we talk about some big news that's happened, and it's all to do with pension pots, Bitcoin, and America. So let's get straight into it. And remember, nothing we say is financial advice. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the next episode of the Crypto Standard Podcast with me, Jim. And me, Jordan. Okay, so how are you, Jordan? I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh, just booked a surf trip to the west coast of Mexico for a week. Wow, that sounds amazing. Yeah, so I'll be off doing that, and then I'm heading back to the UK. After is, that. Like, is the West, is that like Acapulco or is that on the other side? I've never heard of Acapulco, so I don't know. Oh, really? <laughs> it's you never like... heard of going local down in Acapulco? <laughs> no, what's that? Have you never heard that? No. Because I'm going local down in Acapulco. Never heard that? No, never. Oh my goodness, <laughs> I'm the heathen. Okay. Um, how are you doing? I'm good. Um... Yeah, it was up nice and early this morning. I've been out flying. I've been doing a million other uh, things. We're obviously sending, getting stuff planned for the conference. So, hi. I think it's just it's been productive. But I'm getting. I've got. I've got two hours left in me to absolutely ram this. Let's get on with it then. Okay, this one's. This is an interesting one because. So I think we should do. I think we should do two things. So on this podcast, we can talk about Bitcoin adoption and who's adopting it and why. And then I think what we need to do for our listeners is probably for the weekend, do something along the lines of why we are moving or steering, steering our thought process more towards Bitcoin as opposed to um, other projects. Yeah, I think that's good. Because that, we have, I mean, we have, we talk more about Bitcoin than anything else at the moment. So I think explaining this a little bit more, going into more detail of why why we're doing this is a good thing to do. Yeah. Um, no, it's a good thing to do. And because we have been through, I mean, don't get me wrong, I still hold, I mean, whether I'm guilty or not, as I said, I still hold Ethereum and Cardano, but at the moment I can't get excited about them. Mm-hmm. And if you think about all the other, little coins, all the thousands of little coins that you can go on CoinGecko and look down, there's literally, I mean, I'm like, what? I, I, I'm I'm struggling to find where they fit. So let's so let's go let's do that one for the weekend because I think that'll be it. I think if people we if people know why we've decided that we're almost 99% Bitcoin is the way, then that will help them realize how we've come to that thought process yeah exactly um but today lots of stuff happened i haven't even checked the markets are the markets up are they down or are people bullish what's the sentiment i don't know i don't check the prices anymore all right well i'll <laughs> allow me to check the price oh dear bitcoin I, is oh yeah. dear i think it's been down to thirty-eight thousand. to be expected but that's 
Yeah, but if you look at the so the Dow Jones and the Nasdaq in America, they had they're in free fall. Um, so basically, over the last month, the the, the Nasdaq has gone from something like fifteen thousand two hundred to thirteen thousand six hundred. It's losing a fortune. Yeah. So so this is this is all down to cost of living, inflation, um, the Fed sending out this hockey signals that are going to continue to raise rates. I mean, it's a mess. It's an absolute mess at the moment. The whole financial plumbing is <laughs> is not nice. And it's that's the hard part. Where do you put your money? Where do you put it? Like, where is it safe? Well, that's... Consequent, consequently, that is absolutely killing the crypto markets. It's just a sea of red. Um, if I look at MicroStrategy's share price, it's gone from in the last month. It's gone from like five dollars twenty-five, and it's sitting at four hundred dollars. Just we do one hundred and twenty-five dollars in a month. That's massive. If that was any other share, if that was Apple, they'd be like, "Oh my goodness!" So, yeah. <laughs> if I look at um, Marathon, so Marathon are a Bitcoin mining company publicly listed on the Nasdaq. They've gone in the last one from thirty-two dollars down to seventeen dollars. Literally half. Yeah. That is some buy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So true. So true. But I think, yeah, people need to know that it's when the markets are down in cryptocurrency, usually the traditional markets are taking an absolute beating as well. Like you saw Netflix dropped 26% or whatever it was. Yeah. Like that was wild. So here's, but this is breaking news. Breaking news always on the Crypto Standard podcast. U.S. investors can now allocate up to 20% of their retirement savings into Bitcoin through Fidelity dollars in 401k retirement savings account. That's massive. So what Fidelity are doing, and with the, I mean, if you go, we've talked about this before, if you go on holiday and you, you watch your trash, your TV, all different stations, Fidelity, Charles Schwab, they're always hunting investments and the 401ks are essentially the americans version of our pension pots yeah so the, you can now you can now put bitcoin directly into your pension pot with fidelity yeah it's crazy like yeah as you said it's the same version of um the sit like your self-investment pension pot in the uk you saw yeah you're still there <laughs> You stopped. So I was like, has it frozen? Has it not? <laughs> um, yeah, this is massive. Like, you can't underestimate what this means now. Because MicroStrategy are offering, they're the first public company to do this, to offer this. And MicroStrategy? Yeah. You don't see this? No. Yeah, so what are they doing? So Fidelity announced it, announced uh-huh. that they're putting Bitcoin into their 401k's pension plan. And then MicroStrategy were the first public company to offer this to their uh, employees. Wow. So they're on board. People are going to follow. There's 23,000 companies. So I, I, I'm, going to, I'm going to challenge you there. You're full of opium. That was just, people are going to follow, Jim. No, they're not. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Because... MicroStrategy has been banging the drum for the last year and a half about 
you know, so it's, it's Bitcoin. It's the first Bitcoin company. It's, it's buying, basically, it's holding all its all its cash in Bitcoin, and its treasury policy is as soon as it gets X amount of cash from its operating um, income, it puts it into Bitcoin. Michael Saylor, the CEO, has created the playbook. Here's how to do it, and he's put it out there to all these companies. Nobody's done it, Jordan. So they haven't done it. So I'm going to challenge you. And I don't think that other companies will say, that's a good idea. Let's offer them Bitcoin in the 401ks. I think we're months and months off that. Yeah, we're months. I think you've been smoking the whole opium. <laughs> we're months, but people are going to follow. It's no doubt that people are going to follow. Now this is an offering. And the employees will push the company to put this make this an offer because then ultimately the companies most of the companies won't really care unless it's incentivized for them to offer this well they will care because are we saying that the company within its 401k pension provision for its staff has to has to allow them to be able to buy bitcoin or just or simply to store bitcoin as part of it what do you mean i see you don't know you're just sitting there smoking the opium, young man. Oh, God. <laughs> so, if so let's say, let's say, let's pick a, let's pick a big company. Everybody knows. Let's pick Twitter, okay? Yeah. Um, and so, if Twitter was, if the, if the employees of Twitter said, "We'd love to have uh, Bitcoin in our four hundred one k." Does Twitter just say, that's fine, you can buy your own Bitcoin and store it there, or do they have to offer some sort of custodial service for the Bitcoin so that they know they've got it? I don't understand that bit. Or, or can they simply have it in their 401k? Yeah, it's in their 401k. Otherwise, okay. what's... Employees can go out and buy Bitcoin and hold it themselves. But this is doing it through their 401k. So yes, they are not in custody of their Bitcoin, but they can put their pension into Bitcoin. So MicroStrategy will offer Bitcoin to staff as an option for their 401k. So if I'm, if I'm saving in my 401k and I've got $5,000, instead of buying some crap that a financial advisor sells, I can buy it, I can put it directly into Bitcoin and MicroStrategy will hold that within the 401k or do I still have it within my 401k but it's managed by MicroStrategy? I don't know the answer to that. Surely it's Fidelity that it's managed by because MicroStrategy use Fidelity. So do you then, know that? Yeah. You've got the employee... And then you've got the company, MicroStrategy. The MicroStrategy used Fidelity for the 401ks. Okay. So, because, so yeah, I, I'm getting it. I'm just, trying to, I'm just trying to get to the bottom of it Yeah. Uh, forensically. So 23,000 US companies yeah. using Fidelity will be able to offer Bitcoin to their employees for the, for the retirement savings. 23,000 US companies use the Fidelity facility yeah. For a 401k. I've got you. Now we're getting to the bottom of it. <laughs> now we're so getting then, to the bottom of it. So then I assume, this is the bit that I'm not sure on, is that I assume then Fidelity have the custody of this, where 
yeah, you could. I mean, the other option is, I mean, do you just not put money into a pension pot and then you allocate whatever you would put into that pension straight into Bitcoin and you own it? Um, this is just yeah. seems like another another you, route. You, you can do that. My understanding is, and I could be wrong here, there's tax advantages of holding it within the 401k. But so there might so let's so let's say you buy a Bitcoin and you hold that, you buy it for forty thousand dollars, you hold it for five years and it becomes a hundred thousand dollars, you've got a capital gain to pay in that sixty thousand. Whereas if it's in your IR if your 401k, the capital gain instead of maybe twenty percent, it might only be three percent. So it's smaller, so it's tax efficient. Okay. Um yeah, depends how how far along you are the Bitcoin maxi, I guess, because some people would then argue in five or 10 years time, when you go and try and get your pension, I shouldn't be paying tax because I could just, I could just spend my Bitcoin straight at the merchants. I know, but if, still, but if your Bitcoin, if you still loan it and it's gone up, it's doubled in value, you've got a capital gain. You yeah. have got that capital gain. Yeah, but that's only if you convert it back to dollars. What happens if we No, it's don't... not. No, it's not. It's not. It's so, so you don't need to convert it to dollars. It will have a dollar value. Yeah. The, the, the tax people in the UK and over in the States will say, that's what it's worth today. So you bought it at 40000 It's worth 100000 You've made a 60000 uh, Therefore, you always X amount of tax. You personally. However, if it's in the 401k... Because of four hundred one k rules, and, and my un, my understanding would be then now the tax tax it's almost a tax here. So higher rate taxpayers get higher rate tax relief when they put money into a pension. So it's what so it's really good for them. So I've got friends who've got massive pension pots, and that's what they've done over the years to cut their tax. So I guess that's the way. That's why it becomes attractive. So it's actually good for Bitcoin. Because people will say, well, I'm going to buy more Bitcoin. I'm going to put it in my 401k because I won't have to pay the tax. Are you, what, what, what's your, why, why would I have to pay, why would I have to pay tax on my Bitcoin by just holding it? Because, that, it, because it's, if, because it was up in value. So if you buy yeah. it, so if, if I, because as it goes up in value, because remember they talk about unrealized gains. Yeah. So so if you make a gain within that, that tax period, you've got to pay the tax on that gain. You can't just say, oh, no, I I'm quit. that's the whole point of it. That's the whole I know point that, of it. No, but I know, but that's what everyone is. This this is a brilliant debate. This is a great debate because everyone's like, Bitcoin's out with the system. I'm, fuck the system. I've got my Bitcoin. You're not. You're when you're a tax resident in that country, you're going to have to pay the tax on your gains. On the realised gains, but on the unrealised gains, you don't. Because that's not, that's not what America's doing, though. No, but not, no, they've suggested that. They haven't. You can't tax people on unrealised gains. Because I, how could America or any, any state tax someone on their yep. Bitcoin that they have easy, not converted easy, into easy, their... 
current, no, currency. No, 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 easy peasy. It doesn't work like that. So I've let's let's bring it back to the UK. Yeah. So if I've got if I bought um I'll, I'll make it easy. Let's say I bought 10 Bitcoin a year ago and it was 20,000 pounds and they're now 30,000 pounds, right? So I've made, I've made um, 10, I've made 100,000 pounds. I've got to declare that on my tax return. I can't just say, oh, Bitcoin's not got a value. It does in pounds, shillings and pence. So I've got to declare that and then I've got to pay the capital gain on the 100 grand. Even if I don't sell the Bitcoin, I, 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 they're in my portfolio my because it's an asset. Yeah. Exactly the exact same way I buy to let it's an asset. So you've got to pay to tax it. But that's, that's what will happen in America as well. And, and that's, what, that's where countries like Portugal and countries like El Salvador are saying, we're not treating it that way. That's the beauty of, 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 of the way they've set themselves up. Uh. Okay, so if so, you you disagree. Um, I'll be interested to see what the, the the viewers, the listeners think. But it may be up to us to go away and do a bit of research. Absolutely nail that. So we may have to ask one of our Bitcoin um, people in the USA, what does that mean? But I, as far as I'm concerned, if you put it in the four hundred one k, it's more tax advantageous. Yeah. No, I yeah, I agree with that. I so so therefore, if you don't put it in the four one k, it's not tax advantageous. Am I correct? No, it it is. I this is the way I'm seeing it is that it is tax advantageous if you plan on not spending it and you plan on holding it till maybe a time when you can spend your Bitcoin. I don't know how the tax system will work no, then. No, no, no. no but no, no. if you're if you plan on selling it, just holding it and for maybe a short period, like a year, and then selling it again, then that's not tax advantageous because you're going to have that massive capital gains tax on it compared to a 401k where they have. You have to pay. So if so, on my portfolio, on my portfolio, yeah. so last to the beginning of this year, or I just paid my tax and I had to put, Here's my portfolio at the beginning of the year. Here's the value at the end. And mm-hmm. for this year, here's the portfolio. And if I don't do that, then I'm not declaring. I'm It's a false declaration. Mm-hmm. So we know, you and I know, that we know lots of people who are holding Bitcoin and a whole load of other uh, coins as well. And I've got them in a wallet, tucked away, and they think, never be found. And I'll just drip feed it or I'll sell it or whatever. That is part of your that is part of your assets. And if Bit, so let's say Bitcoin, let's say you win Bitcoin and Bitcoin goes to half a million dollars, that is worth half a million dollars in your whole overall portfolio. So you can't just say, well, I didn't say I haven't I haven't converted it back into pounds yet, so or dollars, so I'm not paying tax. That's not the way the tax man thinks. I would suggest. Well, what? Even the five, let's say five years it takes to get to that half yeah. a million. Even those five years, you're going to be paying tax on its gains every year it goes up. You've got to pay your tax. Yeah. I mean, I, that, 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 that's the whole crux of using things like Coinly. So I put, I put 
um, everything in with you and we, we plugged it all in and it said, on that year, your tax is that. We estimate your tax next year based on what you've said will be that. And then up we'll put, it'll, it's got it all. So it'll say, have you, have you bought more or sold more? Yes, I have. Here it is, here it's not. And it'll say, boom. It'll spit out, you owe that amount to, uh, in tax on that sum because Bitcoin's going up. Now, if Bitcoin falls, you don't owe any tax. So th that's why I think everyone is going to get caught out. Do you think for a minute the IRS or the Inland Revenue in the UK are, are not going to... That's why they're going to things like Coinbase and Crypto.com and all these other ones who... Um, and they're going to say... Let's Jordan, uh, Jordan, Jordan Walker. I let's just crawl all over. Oh look, he's bought Bitcoin from you. He bought it a few years ago. He hasn't sold it. Well, he's not declared it in his tax form. So we'll just send him a letter, and that's the way it's going to go. Oh, confessions. No, but what happens if you do? You do. Um, declare it. Declare it. Yeah. And so if you declare it, as in I have made a profit of 3,000 or 4,000 in my Bitcoin, then you've declared it and you're, I will say you was 1,000 pound in tax, so you pay your tax. So if you bought but it... I have, but the profit is solely in Bitcoin. The profit yeah. is in... It's nothing, no, it's not. to, it's nothing it's to not. do. It's not. It's, 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 actually, I'm, I don't, I'm not saying I have the right answer here, Jordan. I'm okay. not saying I have the right answer. And... Um, and so respectfully, what I'm saying is, if I'm a tax, and that's all I can talk about, if I'm in the UK and I'm a taxpayer and I and I bought a Bitcoin for £10,000 £10, and I sell it at £50,000. I'm talking then, about not selling it though. Okay, so so let's say I don't sell it. Yeah. So let's, say I, I've, so let's say I've got it and I know it's worth that. As far as the inland revenue is concerned, I've made a gain of £40,000 in that year. Not not in Bitcoin's price, but in Bitcoin measured in the in the currency that of the country I'm living in. Therefore, I've got to pay that tax. That's my that's, understanding. That's like saying if you let's say you go and buy a house outright, yeah, and then every year it goes up in value, yeah. But in the pay, UK, do you no, pay tax UK, on top of that? In the UK, you do not pay capital uh, gains tax on the appreciating asset of a house whereas you do in places like spain and uh, I, th I think even america but you in other places when you sell that if it's gone up 100 grand you've got to pay whatever it is the prevailing rate of tax 20 percent. but that the the big thing about property prices in the uk and that's why as a country we love our property is that when you sell your house it's tax free But your Bitcoin Oh, I'm going to have to look at that. Yes, who's got a capital gain? Oh, <laughs> Jordan. Hey, Mr. Taxman, it's Jordan Walker. I'll tell you where he lives. Uh -huh. So that's a great point because I reckon half the, half the crypto community don't know the answer to that. So yeah. why don't we get Coinly or someone on their show and, and get them to talk us through it? Because they'll know it inside out. Yeah, yeah, because we clearly don't. <laughs> well, that may be the case, but I have declared all my crypto. Yeah, so 
Okay. Yeah, we're going to have to look at that. Yeah. That was a good debate, though. Yeah. Okay, I'm just going to butt in here because I have now done the research. This is after the podcast was recorded because I want to give you an up-to-date. So who do you think was correct in that debate? Yeah, you guessed it. It was me. But that is only for the UK. And it does differ so much from country to country that it could be correct in in a different country. So be sure to check what the rules and regulations are in your country. But I'm going to read out ones for the UK. And it says, As crypto is classed as an asset in the UK, when you swap, sell, or spend it, this is seen as a disposal. This is the main word here, disposal, of an asset and subject to capital gains tax. Not all of your disposed assets will be subject to capital gains tax, and it will only be due on the profit gained from disposing of it. For example, profits from swapping crypto with crypto, profits from selling crypto for fiat currency, using cryptocurrency to purchase services and goods, and perceived gains made from gifting crypto. So it's only subject to tax when you actually come to sell or come to dispose of your Bitcoin or cryptocurrency. Be sure to double check this with whatever country you're in because it will differ so much from country to country. As Jim said, I think it would be good to get someone who knows this inside and out onto the podcast so we can all get cleared up on it because it is still such a grey area, cryptocurrency and tax. We will do our best to get someone on and go through all of this, as boring as it may be. (laughs) Okay, let's get back to the podcast. Um. Moving on in terms of Bitcoin. So here's a cracker. Fort Worth in Texas will vote on whether the city will start mining Bitcoin. So what they're not doing is they're not voting. And we've had this with Miami. We've had it with um, other other cities and states in the, the USA predominantly. They're mining Bitcoin or they're they're adding, allowing people to get Bitcoin. They're not doing it with Ethereum. They're not doing it with RSR. They're not doing it with Pat Global. They're doing it with nothing, Cardano, Solana. They're not. And it was interesting. I had the the seat, one of the investors in Solana was on the, was being interviewed in a podcast. And he said, yeah, we're a, we're a venture capital fund. We've invested in Solana. We're looking for a five-year return. And that was the moment I thought to myself, these things are just venture plays. Where, you know, if you think about RSR, when they talk about all the invent all the investors in it, and I get that, those investors want a profit. It's because they want the RSR price got to go up to 25 cents or 50 cents. Totally get all that. Bitcoin's different and it doesn't have those kind of seed investors or late stage investors, it is what it is and it always has been. Yeah. And yeah, that's topic for Saturday. But yeah. coming back to coming back to the voting on Bitcoin mining. So I haven't heard this story. Who are they asking to vote 
on I the mic. It will be the legislator, legislative. Okay. That are there. So, so the, the if you imagine it, think about Dundee Council. No, I know that's really sad, but think about Dundee Council. <laughs> so if Dundee Council were interested in mining Bitcoin, they would put it to a vote at the council. Should we oh, mine okay, Bitcoin? Yeah. Yes, yeah. we should. No, we shouldn't. And then they'll make a decision on it. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, you see, I've been getting quite a lot of well, drumming up some interest in Scotland and Bitcoin that... There's someone on Twitter called Douglas Borthwick. Yeah, he's. I think he. I think he lives in America. Yeah, and he's Scottish, and he. Well, he read my um, open letter, and then he put out a tweet the other day, and it was to Samson Mao. And he was like, "Please come talk to Nicholas Sturgeon and all of that, everything that we've been saying." And Samson Mao was like, "Yeah, I'm happy to do this." So there's there's more chat about bringing Bitcoin and Bitcoin mining to Scotland. Um, I, yeah, I just wanted to pick up on that. <laughs> there wasn't much to it. It was just, yeah, this this is happening. <laughs> yeah, Douglas Borthwick's been about for a while and he's definitely banging the drums. So yeah. um, did you see also the Grayscale? This is, a, see, here's, here's another one. This is the one that I think will send Bitcoin meteoric. Not, so, not in so much as, so okay, I get it. So look at today. Fidelity have come out and said, well, yeah, all, all these 22,000 companies in the US, we're going to allow you to put Bitcoin on um, the 401ks. Has it affected the price? No, it's plummeted. Right? What will happen is when Grayscale or others get approval for the Bitcoin spot ETF, that's the one that will affect Bitcoin because the whole market in a different way will be able to invest in it. That's the that's the one. And until then, the rest of it's just all it, it's all noise, but it's adding to the adoption. And I guess what they're saying is, well, if you put Bitcoin on your on your four hundred one k now, and you're buying it at thirty eight thousand dollars and falling, <laughs> then who's when that spot Bitcoin ETF comes out, it could rocket to seventy thousand. And that's the value for them. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm just reading a tweet here from Will Clemente, who said, so you can buy GBTC, which is 23% below spot. And this is the futures ETF that, we, that came out a while ago that we talked about. With negative roll costs, not a clue what that means. And now put BTC in a 401k, which forces you to incur extra taxes if you have to liquidate, but still no spot ETF. Nice protection, nice investor protection, Gary Gensler, who is the head of this SEC. Yeah. But <laughs> this comes back to the other conversation. And well, he put the 401k, which forces you to incur extra taxes if you have to liquidate. That... Surely that's in line. Stop calling me Shirley. <laughs> Surely that's in line with what I was saying. If you want to liquidate your BTC that into uh, the dollar, then you have to incur extra taxes. I don't know. We need to look at that. <laughs> I think, so what would be really good is to get uh, one, one of our American guests on 
and get them to explain that because American rules will be different from the UK rules. That's where it gets confused that every country is different. So we might be looking at America's and then we might be come back and look at the UK's and think they're the same, but they're completely different. <laughs> and I'll tell you why all this matters. So people, as, as you listeners are probably thinking, why are these guys arguing about this stuff? Because it really matters. Lynn Olden, now we know Lynn Olden, fantastic, fantastic investor, macroeconomics. She's just put a tweet out. It's phenomenal. It's actually eye-watching when I look at it. And she's retweeting a Daniela DiMartino Booth. Spain has a 46% year-over-year producer price inflation. And the graph just goes, woof, hockey stick. 46%, well, let's call it 50%, year-over-year producer price inflation. That's massive. So what they're saying is it cost us um, eight euros to produce yeah, or to produce your uh, bottle of wine last year. It's, six, it's now 16 euros to produce it. That The inflation's going crazy. And that's why the whole Bitcoin thing is going to come into play because because of the sound money aspect. Fiat money is going... It's, it, it, this inflation thing is just starting. And see when they tell us it's 7% and it's complete nonsense. I was actually looking back in the podcast. It was from maybe, I, I don't know, maybe like 12 episodes ago that I said that we were at 5.5% inflation. We will look back and wish that we were at 5.5% inflation. And I'm already looking back a few months later, wishing that we were there. Um, but as you said, we are... This is still the start. And I've been talking to so many people and it's hard not to, it's hard to manage your emotions when you can see all of this happening. Because a lot of people don't see the fiat system crumbling and don't really understand it. But when you have like, even the basic knowledge of understanding it, it plays with your emotions because you're like, well, we're going into a recession. This is not going to be fun. Um, So that's where... You need to balance the crumbling of the fiat system and the hope of Bitcoin and whatever cryptocurrency you're into, the hope of that and concentrate more on the positives of what is happening in going into the future than fixating on the negatives of our current system, even though it's going to be not a very nice shift. And it comes back to, I mean, this Bitcoin's down 1.6%, just now at 38,750. RSR's down 5%. Um, ETH's down 1%. Um, MicroStrategy's down 5%. Marathon's down 5%. The, the, the problem, I do think it's taken me a while to realise as well, but when, when Bitcoin goes up or down, everything else just follows. Yeah, yeah, it does. Well, we've always said that. Um, but yeah, it's, <laughs> that's the way the market's going. They've always gone. Um, will it break away from that at some point? Probably. Um, but we're nowhere near that. Nowhere near. You, you're, you're nowhere near what? Nowhere near Bitcoin breaking away from. Well, we're actually closer to probably to Bitcoin breaking away from traditional markets but we're not close to 
other cryptocurrencies breaking away from Bitcoin's dominance? Yeah, because right. So this this debate, I've been watching lots of videos recently about this debate on will Bitcoin decouple from the Nasdaq and traditional markets? Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of opium. A lot of people say, well, we, we could. We, I, I listened to Will Clemente. He's like, yeah, I could do. But who's he? I mean, I understand he's doing analysis, but he's, I, but he's only eight years old. Right? I think for questions like that, you need to go to the likes of Jeff Booth. That when I listened to him, I, he then said there'll be something that will cause that, but he didn't mm-hmm. know what it was. And, I, and I, I totally accept that. Something is going to cause Bitcoin to decouple from from your NASDAQs, which mm-hmm. so NASDAQ's falling, Bitcoin's falling. And where did that happen? This, this has only happened in the last year because it was kind of independent. And I'll tell you what could cause it. Right now, Russia has allegedly shut Poland off from oil, right? Because we know Pol- all, all the American and the British and the French arms shipments and supplies are going through Poland and then they're going to Ukraine. So they've basically said, they're going to shut, shut you off and, and freeze you out. Luckily, it's coming into the summer. But this war, in terms of what could happen with World War Three and in inverted commas, could be the catalyst for Bitcoin to really take off at some point. But it would be a sad day because Putin, I mean, they're already they're saying you're at war. You you keep you keep providing you you Ukraine with all that bombs and weapons, food and all the rest of it, and essentially. <clears throat> You are against us, therefore you're at war with us, and war is war. And that's all, that's really scary rhetoric, and that's the thing that could because <clears throat> we can we can't afford wars. The USA, Russia, nobody can afford a war, but Bitcoin could say say that. Then I accept. Yeah, I hope it doesn't come to that. <laughs> no, I really do hope it doesn't come to that because I'm going to America for in a couple of weeks' time and. Uh, I don't know if that's a good place or a bad place to be, to be when World War Three breaks out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Let's not talk about this. <laughs> no. Again, you know, we can't escape. We cannot escape that we are in the clutches of rabid inflation. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I've, I've listened to some amazing um, macroeconomic chats, really deep stuff recently, and they're saying that America, over the next... Over the next 10 years, it could be the, the decade of um, inflation and hyperinflation. That's really bad. Um, and who knows who knows where that's going to lead. But right now, the American policymakers have to be very careful about rising rates and you know trying to be tough. And because I mean the housing markets in America and Canada here are going crazy as well. Yep. And I mean, a lot of this stems, a lot of it does stem from, yes, them printing money, but the situation that we are in is because they printed it for so long. They just kept printing and printing. We were shouting. I remember this. Like, I've got a vivid memory of us shouting that they need to turn this, like, they need to turn the money printer off. They need to start QT, which is quantity. I can't even say it. <laughs> what is it? it quantitative. They want to stop quantitative easing. Yeah. So quantitative, 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 quantitative tightening. 
which yes. is the opposite of quantitative easing. There we go. I can say it now. Um, yeah. We were screaming this, but it just kept going. And that's what's put us in such a horrible situation that this inflation is, it was going to rise because they'd printed money anyway. But the amount that they printed is the root cause of why we are seeing such a cost of living crisis and an inflation crisis. And just to show that you're so on the money for such a young man, Jeff Booth has just tweeted, listen to this. It's amazing to me that we live in a world where every financial choice is ultimately a decision of when and at what rate money will be manipulated and then pretend it doesn't have dangerous consequences for the world we live in. The world is changing. And he's put a Bitcoin logo at the bottom of it. That's exactly no what's happening right now. Yeah. I, I'm so actually, I've just said what Jeff Booth said. That's right. I'm pretty pleased about it. <laughs> you, just, you just basically gave me what Jeff Booth said in a tweet that he put out 51 minutes ago. <laughs> That's incredible. Oh, Matt, right, I'm pretty buzzing because I haven't been on Twitter, so I haven't seen anything. You are prof- you are Professor Walker. <laughs> but we are not financial advisors. Maybe no, we're professors, not financial advisors. But we're not financial advisors. <laughs> um, do you know what I would love? So are we going to talk about the Bitcoin conference now or are we going to talk about the next podcast? Yeah, we we'll do a bit Next now. podcast. I would love, I would love to, if we can pull this off, mm-hmm. to have four or five financial advisors as um, sponsors, stroke exhibitors, yeah, and saying, here's, here's what we are. We can't, I mean, we can't offer it now, but we know it's coming. Yeah. Tell us what you want. So rather than, rather than sit there and say, we are going to sell you a Bitcoin product today because they, they can't really at the moment, but. If they were there and they were listening to the hundreds and of thousands of people that we're going to bring, and they told them, here's what we want. And those financial advisors then can then go away to their bodies and say, here's what the public wants. Let's try and shape that in the UK. Yeah. And they go to the Gary Gensler of the UK and say, here's what we want. That makes brilliant sense. It's so true that a conference works both ways, that we can, like, bringing people together to educate the people that are coming to attend it, but also the people who are sponsoring or partnering with it, they're getting educated by the people and what they actually truly want from products that they can deliver. So, yeah, I totally agree with that. I've just, someone's just tweeted, imagine Edinburgh, Glasgow, or Dundee doing this and they've copied us in and it's, uh, Fort Worth, Texas, become the first city. You're like, mate, we've just discussed it. <laughs> um, Stephen Mackey, thanks for the tweet, Stephen. But um, we're on it. We're on it. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. It's, it's interesting that so many people are thinking the same thing. Yep. Yeah. It, yeah. It just needed that spark for people to start talking about it. Okay, Jordan, I put you under the cosh earlier on. That was a tough one. Um, yeah. For the tough forty minutes. So. Um, but I think having these having these discussions and debates lets the listeners know that we're not just sitting there going, hey, buy Bitcoin and life will be good because we're going to challenge everything, haven't you? Yeah. And there's, it's not like we know everything as well. Like we commit a hell of a lot of time to research and learning about Bitcoin, macroeconomics, cryptocurrencies. But ultimately, everyone's still learning and nobody knows how this is going to play out because we are 
we're still at the whims of central banks and governments as I they know knows. manipulate it. So I know who knows. Who knows? <laughs> I know who knows. You don't know. I know who knows. You don't know who knows. I know who knows. I've spoken to him. Who is this mysterious person? Uh, anyway, <laughs> have we spoke? We haven't even mentioned our sponsor. Oh no, we haven't. So we are sponsored, and we partner with Crypto.com. Get yourself a Crypto.com card, and here's why. Jordan, not <laughs> that on me. But if you get a Crypto.com card, you can get cash back on every no. <laughs> If you get <laughs> carry on, yeah, grab. <laughs> okay, so everyone, jo Jordan, Jordan's lost the lot the power of speech. If you get a crypto.com card, you get, they give you twenty five dollars to spend on crypto, and you also um, get cash back when you make purchases on selected things. So it's a good deal. We've got them. We're using them. And when I go to the USA in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to take my crypto.com card. In fact, I might photograph it in a few places for product product placement. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, okay. So uh, you, are, you are now officially professor. Uh, we, should get, so we should get speak to some university and get you recognized as, as, as a doctor. Yes. Uh, a do doctor of economics. I bet you know more about economics than some of the professors have been sitting in their fat asses in universities for the last 20 years teaching the same crap. And now, now they must look in and go, oh, we got that wrong, didn't we? Eh? 20 years, I got it wrong. <laughs> oh, got that wrong. Um, all right, mate, well done. You you, you, you withstood the barrage there. Um, so I think I'm really looking forward to the next one, but everyone have a great week. Keep thinking, keep challenging. If Bitcoin's for you, great. If it's not, work it out. If, if you if Ethereum's your coin, if Cardano's your project, no one's dissing anything. Just always ask the right questions. And by the way, I still hold my RSR. All right. Have a great sure. have a great week, everyone. Bye, Jordan. <laughs> Bye.